Welcome to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Now your hosts, doctor and pastor of Grace and Truth Church in Amherst, Michael Caesar, and co-host Johnny D. Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. And welcome to another Sunday morning edition of the What Is Truth radio show. We are here in studio, nice and warm, and looking forward to spending the next hour with you. Thank you for joining us. We thank the stations that have us on. Uh, If you like the programs and you want to hear the old ones, go to the website. We are sponsored by Grace and Truth Church. Grace and Truth Church, got to spell it out, long word, dot O-R-G. Hit the sermons tab, hit YouTube, and go to the What is Truth programs. We have been having a great adventure reading through the work that God the Father and God the Son are doing in building the true church of Jesus Christ in the historical book in the New Testament called the Acts of the Apostles. And we've watched Peter and uh, James and John, and now we're watching the Apostle Paul, and he's got uh, Timothy, and uh, they're, they're out there doing some work, and we're in the 17th chapter. And when we started last week, we saw how when Paul preached, people lied about what he said. And all he did, he said he alleged out of the scriptures that the Messiah, Christ, needs to suffer and rise again. And Jesus, the one I'm preaching to you, is the Messiah. He's the Christ. Amen. And uh, people began arguing and, and debating with it. It happens commonly, you know. Mm-hmm. People yeah. people twist the message. Um, so so we're working through this 17th chapter, and I've got uh, Mark Sassy with me. Good morning. And he's done a lot of research. Thank you. And John DiGiuseppe is with me. And uh, we're going to look at this chapter. And J- last time we were together, we got to the 15th verse. Yes. So you want to pick up today in 16? Mark, I'll let you take it and see where we're going. Yeah, you, you were just saying that uh, Paul preached in the synagogue that, uh, that Christ, he had to, must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and yeah. then that he's, he's the Messiah. Amen. He's the one. He's the one we've been looking for. He's the one we've been waiting for that God prophesied about. Sure. And then the other thing that we saw in that first 15 verses was in verse 10 about the Bereans. When they came to Berea, they went into the synagogue of the Jews there, and they were more noble than those in Thessalonica, the city prior, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. That's a really great verse because that's the way we ought to be as amen. Christians, searching the scripture to check and see whether amen. things are amen. so every day, day by day. Amen. I've every said that day. to save Christians. Say, you know, you talk with them in my travels, and I'll just say, say, I try to be like a Berean, and they go, oh, and you know they have no idea what I just said. They have no idea what I just said. But they, they just ought being to. polite. But they ought to. They and ought to. If, if, if anything, you should know what a Berean is. I mean, it's mentioned just twice in the Bible, the yeah. Bereans, right? Yeah, the Bereans. So but but, um, but yeah, you're absolutely right, Mark. But it's just almost like with the joke when you say, okay, let's turn to the book of Hezekiah. You know? <laughs> okay, worse. Okay. There is no book of Hezekiah. I know. But it sounds like there should be. Yeah. But you'll see Christians trying to go through it, you know? Well, th- this thing about the, the Bereans and the fact that they search the scriptures, it's as simple as this. I remember a little children's book that my niece had as a little girl, and the cover of the story of the book was, that's not what the Bible says. See, awesome. sometimes you need to check. Did, did Noah 
you know, go through a flood of a hundred days of what? No, it was raining 40 days and 40 nights, right? right. You yes. can check these right. things. You right. can know these things. You can do scriptures. checking can. in the Bible. Yes. And the way to do it is, is to search. And Jesus did tell them, and he said, search the scriptures. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and you get so many people, and, and you will, and I'm sure you guys have too, in your passings, you'll, you'll hear somebody saying you'll be in a group and you might not know the person and they'll say, They'll say, well, even the Bible says, and then all of a sudden my friends will just bow their head. They'll just say, oh, no. Oh, no, here we go. <laughs> I go, and I always very polite. I said, you know, I says, well, what chapter and verse did you get that out of? And boy, it'll stumble. And basically it's from a guy they knew talking in a bar. It was I says, him. and you're going to base your salvation on that? Yeah, you want to base it on the rock solid hard proof of God's word Amen. called the sure you know, word of prophecy. Yeah, these because, are sure words. Because yeah. there's all kinds of things floating. People say, well, cleanliness is next to godliness, but there's no chapter and verse for that. No. Right. So there's a lot of things floating around. That's why you check just yeah. like the Bereans. Now, Paul had to move on from uh, Berea and he moved on in verse 16. We find he went all the way down to Athens. Now, that's a long trip down through uh, Greece. And the reason he had to move on in verse 13 is they sent a bunch of thugs after him. Yes. They stirred, up, they the stirred up the people. And, they, and, and they, they're chasing after this man. They want to shut him up because he's out there telling the truth. And the the devil and the world, they don't want the truth. And, right? and it showed that, yeah, I love this chapter too, because it says the Jews believed and... and, and uh, and of chief women, not a few, but there was Jews which believed not. Yes. And the believe nots, you know, you think they're just, I don't believe it and walk away. They always have to cause trouble. It, it gets them angry. They get them angry. Yeah. And you know, that's because the word of God, because you know, that's spiritual. Sure. I mean, why is it, why, you know, what, you know, <laughs> why, you know, why should it anger someone? Yeah. yeah. But, it, know, but it does. Exactly. It, it, yeah. it does. And, and, um, they get possessed. I mean, for example, let's just think if, if we went downtown and we're walking down Delaware Avenue and there's a guy on the corner and he's preaching about the abominable snowman, <laughs> you know, and I think, I don't believe that. That's just a feel for the guy and walk on by. I'm not going to get upset or start right. chasing it. You thugs go after yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't bother me. Right. So, so why would you get upset? Because... Uh, the Bible is trying to tell us, yes, there's a God that, that loves you, but there's a devil that hates you. Right. And as God's trying to bring his truth, the devil's doing everything he can to oppose the truth, resist that, the truth, fight yeah. against the truth, and silence the truth. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. that's a study all in and of itself sure. if you go down. Right? That's, there's a, you know, again, there's a whole spiritual backbone to that. Well, that's and, why I think we're in, in the history book God's showing us, look what happened historically. Yeah. And he's going to say things aren't going to change because people haven't changed. Right. We still are the same. Still hard-hearted yeah. and thick-headed right. and all that stuff. <laughs> and and so Paul's down here in Athens in verse 16, and he's, he had been chased down there, basically. Yes. And you'll see that he's still bold for the gospel, yes. even with everything he's been through. So here we are in Acts chapter 17, verse 16. It says, now when Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons and in the market daily with them that met with him. Verse 18, then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and of the Stoics, they encountered him. And some said, what will this babbler say? Others some, he seemeth to be a setter forth of strange gods because he preached unto them Jesus in the resurrection. And they took him and they brought him unto Areopagus, saying, may we know what this new doctrine 
whereof thou speakest, what, what is it? For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears. We would know, therefore, what these things mean. For all the Athenians and strangers which were there, they spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. So here we see Paul's in Athens in verse 16, and his spirit was stirred up because he sees that the city is wholly given to idolatry. Now I noticed in this that the King James Bible stands alone on this verse, and all the modern Bibles are wrong on this verse. The, the NIV, the, uh, the NIV, the NASV, even the New King James Bible, in verse 16, they say that the city was full of idols. Okay. But that's not what the Bible says. The King James Bible, the real Word of God, says that the city was wholly given to idolatry. Right. There's a difference. That's right. The attention is not on the idols. Right. The attention ought to be on the act of idolatry. Yeah. Supposedly, there was, I've heard in like in the encyclopedias, they say there was over 30,000 idols in Athens because they had all these Greek gods, the ancient Greek gods. Sure. Yeah, false amazing, gods. Isn't it? isn't it amazing? Yeah. Gods no. made out of stone or marble with men's yeah. hands. They had coexists on, on their bumper sticker on the chariots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah not too far from what we have today. I, I, not too far from what we have today. Not too far. Except instead of 30,000 idols, maybe we have, um, you know, hundreds of them and the rest... And the rest, the, their idols are their belly, are their yeah, lusts sure. for, well, for th things. That's a good whatnot. point, John. Yeah. What is idolatry? Right. So in this verse, if the modern Bibles change the meaning and, and shift your attention away from the fact that the people of the city were wholly given to idolatry, they were idolatrous, right? right? If you're just saying what the new Bibles say, that the city was full of idols, that's not the same. In the Bible, in the Old Testament, 1 Samuel 15, 23, the Bible says that stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. So just being stubborn is it's a sinful thing. Yep. And then in the New Testament, in Colossians 3, verse 5, it says that covetousness is idolatry. And in the Bible, there's another word for covetousness. It's also desire, covet mm -hmm. and desire, things that don't belong to you. And another thing, Paul, later on, he would write a book um, to the Galatians, the churches in Galatia. And what was happening in those churches there was some of the doctrine, the important doctrine of Christ that he gave in Romans, people were adding to it and saying, well, it's good to have Christ, but let's also have water baptism. Let's also have circumcision. Let's add something to it. And he wrote this uh, epistle to tell them that's not what you need to do because God's given you everything that you need. He Amen. says in the fourth chapter, for example, he says, uh, when we were children, verse three, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. I mean, we grew up with the world around us and we learned the things the world taught us. So you're given a little book as a child you know, and, and it's written by people in the world. It's not written by God. And you learn these elements of the world. He says, but in verse four, when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, uh, verse five, to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. Amen. And because ye are sons, a God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. Now watch the next two verses. Therefore, you're no more a servant. You're now a son, a Amen. son of God. If a son, you're an heir of God through Christ. But he goes back and he says, how be it? In the old days, when you knew not God, before you were adopted by God and you had the elements of the world, 
you did service unto them which by nature are no gods. Idolatry is serving something other than the true God. Amen. It could even be pouring your whole life into your profession. Like when I was a doctor, I mean, spending all my time reading medical journals, going to conferences, doing, I mean, I was wholly given to that profession, doing service to something that's not the true God. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to fall into that. A professional a sportsman, uh, John, guys in, in your uh, profession, mm-hmm. uh, being a good salesman, working hard and hard and hard to do all that. And you're giving yourself service to something that really isn't the true God. That's a form of idolatry. And here in Athens, this was an intellectual center. He's talking about the philosophers. Yes. This would be like the Harvard or Yale of its day. I mean, the place he took them, they, they had a place called Areopagus, later on he'll call it in 22, Mars Hill. The god Ares, that's Arius, Mars. Pegas is a hill. They had a hill in the center there where somebody could come with some new teaching. Hey, we got a new teaching from Aristotle. Well, stand here and, and broadcast it to us. They didn't have microphones like we had. Right. And yeah. tell everybody, And when I hear the newest thing, what's the newest thing? But the, the Bible tells us there's no new thing under the sun. Amen. Amen. You got to seek the old paths. And Paul sees them doing this. But, by the way, just for a minute, he mentions that philosophers are either Epicureans yes. or they're Stoics. Later on, Paul will kind of define them in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Oh, good. Defined in the Bible. Yes, yes. While you're going to that real quick, I looked up in history a little bit. The Epicureans, they followed the philosopher Epicurus, who was from uh, 342 to 271 BC, and his philosophy was basically eat, drink, and be merry. That's exactly what it says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 32. And the Stoics, the history on them, they were disciples of uh, Zeno from yep. 280 B.C. Yep. and Chrysippus yep. from 240 B.C. They had an attitude of no-nonsense, stubborn, kind of a holier-than-thou self-righteousness. So, so here's what God's trying to say in, in the Bible. He's trying to say, if I look at philosophy, and there's lots of strains of philosophy, he says it will basically fall into one of two bags. One bag is like, life is short, Let's go for all the gusto I can. That's an Epicurean. I want to indulge my desires. If it feels good, do it. Okay. Now, let's say you wanted to be an Olympic athlete. All right. Okay. And uh, I'm going to be in the Olympic Games next month. But it feels good to drink a beer and to sleep around with lots of ladies. How am I going to do in the games? Not that well. So the other one is the stoic. Deny the desires of the flesh. Be tough. Uh, 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 Stiff upper lip. Go on. And And he's saying these are the basic two philosophies. And they both revolve around either living to the flesh or just denying the flesh to chase after something else that isn't God. And philosophy is vain. Yeah. Paul told the Colossians. Yeah. That's a good description. Now, you said in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 32, verse 32. So if after the manner of men, I have fought with beasts at Ephesus. Yep. Yeah. Look at the end of the verse. What advantage it me if the dead rise not? Let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. That's the Epicurean philosophy. That's that's That's, American philosophy. Yeah. It's kind of where we are. America is mostly Epicurean. Go eat, drink, and tomorrow you die. There's only a few people that run marathons and go to the Olympics. Most of them are just having a good time. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. By the way, uh, this thing about the fact that they had so many idols and they were wholly given to idolatry. Yes. 
Back in Deuteronomy chapter 4, there's uh, verse 28 where God says, And there ye shall serve gods with a small g, not the real God. Correct. The work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. It's yeah. just a stone. Yes. Right. And, and Athens, again, being a cultural center, people would come to it. For example, I mean, we might want to visit Boston to go to an Ivy League school to show our kids, even if we're not going to attend it, mm -hmm. just one day to pass through there and see it. So people would make it a destination point. Well, there's the great philosophers. Let's go see what's going on there. There's Mars Hill where it was actually set up in such a way that if a person stood on that hill, they had a, a place where you could listen, uh, an arena, and the voice would carry naturally. You didn't need a microphone. It, right. it just resonated off the walls there. And so let's go see that, kids. And now people traveled from all over, so they learned, well, if somebody comes here from that area, let's have one of their gods. So if they want to do a religious service, we can take care of them. And we have mm -hmm. one of those. And it was just a pantheon of gods there. Yeah. And Paul saw that, and that kind of goes on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's curious that it was the cultural center of education. Yeah. You know, like you said, it would be like modern day universities. Yes. And modern day universities are very, very liberal. And it's not just that the teachers and the administrators are liberal, but they want to press their liberal thoughts into you so that into the students, right? The student body so that they basically tell you what to think. And, and, and then they'll get the students to conform to serving Whatever it is, if I'm in the Department of Engineering, I want these kids to pour their life in engineering. If I'm in the research department, I want them to pour their life. And they're just given to serving things which are not the true God. Yeah, amen. And they can waste their whole life that way. Amen. Yeah. Uh, by the way, these false gods, they're actually devils. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's right. Paul did say that in another book. I can yeah. find the passage. Yeah, yeah, I don't have it at the, at the tip of my fingers, but... They're wholly given to idolatry. And in verse 22, later on, he says that you're too superstitious. It's, it's a bunch of superstitious stuff. But this was the center of Greek philosophy and the education. And uh, it was just a mess going on there. So did we want to... Another thing they'd like to, verse 21, they spend their time uh, either telling or hearing some new thing. This was the beginning of the news media. Mm. There you go. See, it's curious. People want to hear some new thing every day. They want to hear the news. What's new? What's new? What's news? What's news? Right. And God says, I've given you eternal truths here that are eternal. You don't need anything new from the world. You need, I'll sustain you, God yeah. says. That's interesting because during our lifetimes, there used to be news at five. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. The news at six, the news at 11. Right. And, and it was all, quiet the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. And then they went to like 24 cable hour news, news. cable yeah. news all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody was just talking this morning on AM radio about the fact that the New York Times, which is a, a leader in the media Absolutely. field, they're pushing this thing about they, they, they want Americans to believe that the Jews are, are just running scared in America. And it's not safe to be walking the street if you're a Jew lately in the, in the last week or so. And yet they're ignoring the me at the same time, the media is ignoring that there's a huge rally for Israel going right, on. Right. Right. Um, what, yeah. what people don't realize in verse 18, I, I love when they say, but what, what, what will this babbler say? You know, but it's the reverse. Now, now we need to understand that the news, they're the babblers. Uh, of yeah. course. They're, they're the ones, they're the ones. And, and the, these men, you know, they, they will listen, but, but it's, uh, 
the person that's standing up there, the person that's giving the news is usually a babbler. Yeah. You know, and the talking um, head, a talking head. And, and uh, if it's if it's not if it's not dynamic enough, they're going to they're going to twist it, t- turn it and Sensi- m- sensationalize and, yeah, it. And make it ex- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's so sad. But um, but go on, Mark, over here. This, yeah. is, this is great here. So verse 22, you got to understand in the middle of all this idolatry here, you've got a preacher of the gospel, Paul, and he goes right to Mars Hill. You know, mm-hmm. he's not off on the side somewhere in the shadows. He's going right to Mars Hill, right in the me- middle of the public eye. Meeting with them daily in the marketplace. I mean, this is yeah. where they hang out. You know, they're getting a latte while they're going to hear the latest thing at Mars Hill. And he talks with them. And some of the philosophers that heard him said, you know, he, he seems to be a babbler because he's talking about some strange new God. But let's hear him. Yeah. Now, what they're hoping to hear is just another unimportant thing but they're going to hear truth and that's not going to sit too well with them. So, <laughs> and, and I think of it this way too. He's not preaching to a bunch of Jews here. He's preaching to a bunch of uh, educated, Gentiles. educated Gentiles, PhDs, exactly. yeah. yeah, that know all these different gods, but they don't know the true God. Mm-hmm. Right. It would almost be like today. If, if uh, like think about a missionary who first went to China, you know, you're talking to people that are unfamiliar with the scriptures. Yes. Right. The first time that some of the missionaries went there. Mm-hmm. So here we are. It's uh, Acts 17, 22. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and he said, ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For I passed by and I beheld your devotions. I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. Him declare I unto you. Can we stop there? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) There's just so much there. And you've heard me. We've all have our little, you know. Encounters. Yeah. Witnessing things we do. And you've heard me say many times when you look at all the religions and I've had people say, which one is right? And and, and we've said sometimes you've heard of a needle in a haystack. Well, there isn't. It's hard, but there is a needle in a haystack. There There, is truth. Amen. In that haystack. And this is what you have over here. And right under their nose, right under their nose. Paul's going to show them um, as we go on that this unknown God, the God that you're worshiping, he's the God. He's the one. He's the one. Yeah. And I would think, you know, when you put, put yourself in that position, I would think that they found that very interesting because you are going to hear something new. You were going to hear something new. Well, Ted said that many, many, many did believe they wanted to hear more later on in the chapter. But you would think that, you know, I would have to think that he, 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 they're waiting to hear something come from left field. And he said, no, you got it right here. Yeah, it's right you, in front of you. You just don't understand it. Yeah, you know it's it's right in front of you. And isn't that and isn't that what the world we live in today? I mean, there's so much. There's so much. And it, and again, in the military, we talked about it. Reagan was it? I know in the um, in certain of the MIRV missiles when they detached the warhead on the um, on the um, radar screen when they detach, all strap metal will go around. And on the radar screen, they couldn't tell which one which was the warhead. Which is real and which one isn't. Right, yeah. which one's the warhead. There's hundreds of these little dots. One of them's the warhead. Okay. Yeah. You know, which causes confusion to the anti-ballistic missiles. Yeah. Right, right coming in. And uh, it's the same thing here. It, this, this causes confusion. Yeah. This is, this is the devil's way. And, and the thing right. is here, now, he said, uh, I found this altar. Okay, I saw an altar there. It said Zeus. I found an altar over there, Mars. And, and, and you had um, next to it, Something for the parents and the kids to read. Mars is the god of war. He came from here. He did this. And Zeus, you've got that. And Diana, you've got that. And there's these little inscriptions next to every god. But this one here, 
you know nothing about. So you just say, well, in case there's some guy around who doesn't know one of our gods, here's the unknown God. You can bow with this and worship it to the unknown God. We don't know him. We don't know anything about him, <laughs> but we know all the fake ones. <laughs> right, right. And and so they're, they're, they're studying and they're learning and they want to they want to hear a new thing all the time, yeah. right? It reminds me later in the Bible in 2 Timothy chapter Janice 3, verse 7, yep. he says, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's it. And Paul is, he's standing here and he's pointing to this, this altar to the unknown God. And he says, here, I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's Amen. Amen. And so here he says, he, uh, he says, verse 24, God that made the world, so he's talking about the creator God, Amen. right? So God, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, Amen. neither is worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. And he hath made of one blood all nations of men, for to dwell on all the face of the earth and have determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. It's a, I'm it's a lot there. of stuff in there. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there's a lot he, in there. He's saying, look, this is the creator God. Right. The real, genuine God. Not yeah. some piece of stone, not something you created in your mind and your imagination. Sure. sure. This is the guy who the, made you in his image. That's don't, correct. Don't, don't you find it funny that. Um, these other gods that people worship, they all have their specialty. Right? Sure. Our God, he says, he's the God of all. Mm -hmm. he, you yeah. know, he's a, he's, a, he's a man of war. He's, you know, he's a merciful God. He's everything. So Zeus is what? He was the war God or something like that? He or? was the, like, he the, was father. Like the father. He was the father God. God. And he had and all the kids and they had special yeah, and, things and they just, could it's do. It's just like one of the religions in, in, in our neighborhood over here. It's the saints. You got the one that you pray to. You know, I lost. Okay, I right. lost my bracelet, so I got to pray to this one. I yeah, forgot right, what it right. was. You know, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm my my mother's sick, so I got to pray to this one. Right, it's right. It's the same thing. They all have their specialties. And and Paul says of it. He says, verse twenty. This is superstitious. Yes. yes. This is a superstition. Yes. Yeah. I mean these these gods you're praying to, they can't hear you. They can't answer your prayers. I mean, if, if you built one of these beautiful monuments or idols over there, and somebody says. Uh, we're going to build a, a new pharmacy over there. We got to move that idol. The, the idol can't walk down the street. You got to no. pick it up and carry it. No, I mean, you, if you're superstitious, if you're praying to Diana, and all of a sudden she says, "Whoa, whoa, 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 that's not me. That's Zeus. Take a number and go over there. Wait in line." <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, again, it, yeah. it, do you see? And folks, we're making fun of this. Do you see this? This is ridiculous. When you when you look at the the sense of all this, and, and this is just ridiculous, and it was happening then, and it's happening now. It's always happened. Well, since you're saying it's happening now, let me say this. When they've got all these different false gods and statues and mm -hmm. temples and altars to all these false gods, what's the number one selling movies in America in the last five or 10 years? Isn't it like the Avengers and all these super oh, the comic movies, book heroes? Super, and all yeah, that? comic yeah. book heroes. Okay. One, one, one is super fast. Ew. One is super strong. Some of them... Can't die I, because they're gods. I heard a preacher. In, um, and here somebody, we are today. <laughs> yeah, I heard a preacher. It was just recently. And it's funny you should brought that up. He goes, he goes, you know, in all those comic books, he goes, all mankind is looking for somebody outside of the earth to save them. You know, this whole story of, of some superhero sure. is going to come down and save the earth. Hmm. He said, that's Jesus Christ. Yeah. He said, Marvel, whatever you move it, it makes you be tied yeah, in 10% yeah, yeah. of the church. <laughs> because but that's what he said. They, they ripped it off. They ripped it off from scripture. Well, think, think about this for a second. And we're about to go to break. But all these false gods, there's one thing they don't have. 
the one true character of God is holiness. Amen. Up in heaven, holy, 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 holy. is the Lord God Amen. Almighty. That's what the angels say. And yeah. that's his character. And they don't have that, all those false Amen. gods. But there, there's some other riches in verse 26. We want to cover them in a minute. We're going to go to a, a short uh, station break. And again, we are the What is Truth program. Every Sunday, we're here for one hour with you at 7 a.m. And if you like uh, some of the programs, you want to hear one of your... F- have your friends hear one of the programs, visit the website. We are sponsored by Grace and Truth Church. Spell it out, Grace, A-N-D, Truth, and you got to put church.org, graceandtruthchurch.org. Uh, go to the homepage, hit the sermons tab, hit YouTube, and look at the old programs. But stick around for a moment. We want to look at verse 26. It applies to us. Amen. We'll be right back in a moment. What is truth? What is truth? Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. Welcome back to the program. We're in Acts chapter 17, and it's a great and a true story about uh, the Apostle Paul going to, let's say, the Ivy League center of his day, Athens, going right to Mars Hill, standing on the hill there and preaching to the philosophers and the PhDs and seeing that the way they are living, these are intelligent men and they have superstitious idolatry. They have gods that they made up. They embellish the stories about the gods. I guess someone said a long time ago that God made man in his image and then man returned the favor and here's what they're doing they're making up their own gods <laughs> yeah. they're doing stuff and 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 paul is telling them he's simply this is superstitious ignorance on your part the true god made the world he made all things in the world he's the lord of heaven and the earth he doesn't need you to make anything for him Amen. he's the one that gives you life and breath and all things and then he says in verse 26 and he hath made of one blood, all nations of men Amen. to dwell on the face of the earth. There's only one race, the human race. Amen. That's right. They're, 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 we're all brothers in Adam from our first birth. And God made it that way. And generations upon generations of men understood that when they used to read the Bible. Right. And then somewhere in the 1800s, I think it was, Charles Darwin came along and he concocted this crazy idea, this lie yes. of racism, that there's different races Correct. and some are superior to others. Right. Some are closer to the monkey, some are closer to the higher up, some are in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a lie. Sure. The Bible says that there's one race, yeah. the human race, and, it's, and all created by God. And we got the same blood. Same I blood. know we have different blood types, but human blood uh, from an Oriental Chinese person can be put into me. I'm a Caucasian person. Mine could go into an African-American. We're all men and women dwelling on the face of the earth. And the other thing I thought that was interesting, because I've thought about this so often, God does give us amazing free choice. Okay. These men here at at Myers Hill, they were, some were Epicureans, some were Stoics. Some followed Zeus, maybe some bowed down to Diana, I don't know. They had the free choice. Today, people have the free choice to go in what field they want to go in, go into what religion they I'm going to be uh, uh, Islam, someone says. I'm going to be Catholic, someone says. I'm going to go, 
you know, follow the Beatles to the East and find out what the Maharishi says. God gives you all these choices. But the one choice that I thought that was interesting, verse 26, he determined the, the times before appointed of our habitation. He determined, for example, the three of us here, when we'd be born. Amen. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is he could have had us born in 700 BC. Mm-hmm. He could have had us born in 1492 when Columbus was sailing. I mean, he could have done that. He chose and he did it for a purpose because he would put us in a place where that we could seek the Lord. Amen. God mm-hmm. is interested in our Amen. souls. Yes. Amen. Listener, if you're listening today, God had you born at such a time where you could listen to this show and the bounds of your habitation was you could have that radio station right near you and you could hear these truths that you could find the Lord because he's not far from everyone. So you might want to read those verses. Yeah, verse 27 is terrific. Go ahead. He, he says... I have to back up and do 26 again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he says, And God hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation that they should seek the Lord. If haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of yes, us. Yeah. For in him we live and move and we have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for yep. we are also his offspring. Yeah, yeah. I just go back to, and I know we're, we're moving forward, but um, we're made of one blood. Yes. Like you were a doctor, right? So yes. Could you take a zebra's blood and put it in an elephant? Uh, no. If, if they needed a transfusion? No. We, right, you can't do that, we right? We can't trust can you take, a, to different kinds. You can't do it. Yeah, okay, no. can you take a black man's blood and put it in a white man's body? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Why is that? Because we're God made, one, we're, 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 we're all the human race. Brothers, when yeah. I call you brother, we are brothers. And, you know, yes. there's no reason. And it doesn't matter. Can you take an Oriental's blood and yeah. put it in a black man's body? Yeah. Sure you, you can. can do, of course. Sure of course can. it's done. Yeah. Sure you can. But you can't in any other species. You, you can't, can't cross take, over the you kind. Can't, you no. can't cross over. And, That's and, it, folks. We're all brothers and sisters, whether you like it or not. Yeah. yeah. So we're all children of, of men. Uh, children yes. of mm-hmm. men, right? Mm-hmm. And this verse, verse 26 in Acts 17, says that we're all made of one blood, and DNA proves that. That's, That's right. right. So we're all children of men. And then in Colossians 3.26, there's confirmation that if you want to be a children of God, it says in Colossians 3.26, for we are all children of God by faith, in Christ Jesus. Yeah, right. So you can move a step from being a children of man, one race, human race, to being a child of God by right. faith in Christ Jesus. See, Amen. God's desire, he, he, he made, why are we here? Well, okay, he, he made us to dwell on the face of the earth, ver, verse 26, that we would seek after him, Amen. that we would find him, and then when we close our eyes on planet earth, we'll be with him in heaven. Right. We can live heavenly if we get the heavenly new birth that's right and he's made it possible for us and it's not and again so we so we're not put on this earth to war with each other we're no. not put on this earth to to see how much we could gain in our kingdoms we put up all of us put on this earth on an individual effort don't look at the nation look at the person right and all of us as individuals have been put on this earth to seek the lord amen and find them and become and children of God and, and become children of God have you an know, eternal life. Yeah. 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 You can think, well, why were you put on this earth? Well, you know, I, you know, to raise a family, I want to you leave a legacy. You know, no, 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 no. Well, and if you do raise a family, you want to raise them. Yes. So they know the Lord. Yes. Ex- because ex- the whole, exactly. That's the desire. Exactly. And, and how many years have people been given 
to seek after the Lord. Right. And, and yet they'll watch TV every day. They'll do this and that they'll every day. They'll watch the news. They'll well, go to it's, the... It's yeah. sad yeah. because they don't know this. It's sad because they don't know your, your mission in life. is It's right here. Yeah. It's, it's to it's know a, your creator. It's to, know it's to your make creator. sure your God is not unknown to you. That's you right. You don't want to be like verse 23. He's unknown. I know God. He knows me. You know, when I met him, 1993. Amen. Right. How did I meet him? I met him through the words of this book because he revealed himself in this book. Right. Amen. He'll right. do it for anyone. But before that, you know, what, 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 I didn't know him. He I was sometimes unknown I, to me you know, too. as a young man, I'd be like, what am I doing here? <laughs> I screw everything what's, up. What's the purpose? What's the purpose of life? It's, yeah. you know, you know, you have, and you see people and they, especially when you're an American and you're in business and you see people that, um, start making wealth and all, and then they have a sick child or they lose a spouse or drugs. And, and you say, what is, what is it all worth? And what's then you realize about? I've been chasing after the wrong ring. And verse 27 tells us we should be seeking the Lord. I yes. think, we want to know him. I think somebody should call Elon Musk right now because he's building <laughs> these supercomputers with artificial intelligence okay. and they want to find the purpose of life. Right here. And they're consuming millions and billions of pages of data from Google and all these places and they want to find the answer that we're staring well, at Hopefully one of right the pages now. they put is this right here. Maybe AI <laughs> will figure it out. The, the Apostle Paul <laughs> don't no, probably AI, say... AI can't believe. No. No, but maybe it'll Men figure it out. Maybe it'll believe. figure it out. It says right here, Acts 27, you should seek the Lord. Number one thing in your life. Did I do it? No. I was ignorant. Till later. But the number one thing in your life, listener, especially if you're younger, is seek you the Lord. Find the Lord. Make your peace with the Lord through Jesus Christ. Amen. And then, then go for everything else. In the and then walk in him, as he says. Sure. Yeah. All right. And then, then seek um, a mate. Your job, sure. whatever it he might says, be. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Amen. And then I forgot. all these things will be Amen. added to you. Amen. 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 Thank you. The you Lord know. will provide for but, you. By the way, before we move on, this this thing about made of one blood, I just want to confirm that with another scripture because there is one human race. All this garbage lie about racism. Sure. sure. I'm turning here to Revelation chapter 7, right. verse 9. And here, this is up in heaven, right? And the Apostle John is writing this. He says, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, yep. which no man could number, of all, you ready? Of all nations, and kindreds, and people, and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb. Yep. That's up in heaven. So how does God divide the human race? Not by color. Nope. No. By nations and kindreds. Kin is like your family. People and tongues. Tongues is language. Right. Languages. Right. Yeah. But how does God, how does God, that's how he divides the human race. But how does he? But he unites them with yeah. the same blood. Exactly. Yes. First off, we have human blood. And then what he really wants to do is unite them through the blood of Christ. I was going to say that. Oh, good. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 We, we think alike. <laughs> but, that's it, no, but, but that's the beauty of it. It's so simple, it's hard to get, to get it through, to, to, to see that. And again, physically, like we always say, Mike, we're physical. We have a spirit. We have a soul. Physically, we're one blood. Whether, yep, you, whether you like it or not, absolutely. we're one blood. Amen. Spiritually, and, and, and our souls are divided until you come in. In Christ. In Christ. Yeah. United and in, in Christ. In Christ. So, so, now, so now, if you walk this earth as a believer in Christ, your body and soul. Amen. And that's a blessing. Amen. And, and so like Pastor was saying before, in 1991, I think you said, that's when you got born again. When you, when you uh, surrendered and, and, and received Christ as your Savior. Yep. Recognized that you're a sinner that needs a Savior and trusted in the blood, the work of Calvary. Yes. There's a lot of people today that, 
you know, they, they say, well, I believe in the cross, but somehow they, they think that that's not enough. And there's got to be something more, some sacrament more, some baptism more, some work more. But what no, did Jesus the cross say up there? is enough. Yeah. He said it is finished. It is finished. Yeah, it is finished. He you know, finished. Amen. I steal that from, from you, Mike, all the time when I, when I say to people, it's just that, you know, do you believe do you believe in God? Oh, yeah, I believe there's God. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Oh, yeah. Do you believe in what he said? There you go. Yeah. Well, are you saved? No. Yeah. Well, evidently you don't believe in what he said. He said, I'm the way and the truth. And I, he said, you must I be still, born again. I steal that from you all the time because <laughs> it, it's, it's a good way to stop and make, it's only to have people think. That's what I needed. Right. Yeah. I needed not, not a punch in the, punch in the, in the, in the chin. You know, you just needed like, hmm. It's like that old that commercial. Sense. Thanks. Yeah. I needed that. But, but it, it, it's the truth. It's just to stop you and to think and, and, and how, again, once again, the simplicity of the Lord. Seek me, and, and this is and this is, what, this, yeah. is what, this is what your goal in life is. And if you, it's so easy now in 2023 when you have yourself a King James Bible yeah. and, you know, the, these terrible technology that people use can be used for right. Sure. I mean, you, got, you could have, you could be sitting in a doctor's office and looking at scripture on your phone. Absolutely. You know, and, and you could use it as positive and learning more about your, your Lord. And so it's never been easier. I mean, you know, you think of people, you think of people in, right, in your the fingertips days, right now. Yes. Yeah. You think of people in the wagon train days, I mean, there might've been one Bible in the house and mama yeah. used to read it to them yeah. and, uh, and they couldn't go, you know, go anywhere else. Right. You know, so. Yeah. Um, but today so, there's more distractions. Well, it's just like it is more, you know, there's, there's that needle has a ton of hay all over yeah. it. There's yeah. There's so many distractions. There's, there's, there's other religions. There's, there's, uh, there's people, there's this, there's that, there's TV, there's radio, there's everything. Right. Yeah. There's so many things. Well, here we are. This is uh, verse 29 in uh, Acts 17. It says, For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's device. So I'll read that one more time. In verse 29, it says, For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's device. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. I'm going to stop there for a second. That's a very important. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he mentions the Godhead. That's mentioned three times in a King James Bible. That's the Trinity. That's what you find in 1 John 5, 7, where the Bible says there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Right. That's the Godhead. And you really need a King James Bible because that, yeah, that yeah. critical verse of 1 John 5, 7 is changed in all Every the, all the modern it, Bibles. Yeah, yeah. And you literally can't prove the Godhead scripturally without having a King James Bible. No, you, you, can't, you can't prove it in the way that it's perfectly written. Yes. I mean, I mean, God took the time. Again, the Bible is a revelation of God talking about himself and his son. And he did put that key verse in there, 1 John 5, 7. There are three that bear record in heaven. There's the Father with a capital F, that's God the Father. There's the Word with a capital W. And we learned in the Gospel of John, that's Jesus. The Word was made flesh. And there is the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And that's the key thing about the Godhead and I say it many times. I, I read it like you said, John. Will you believe? I believe what God said. It's hard for me to fully wrap my mind around the concept. 
Amen. of a Godhead that's three persons in one. Well, but you won't find that in any other religion. No, no. And, right. and, and Paul says that too. We see through a glass darkly. Yeah. One day we'll, we'll get it. But you're at, at right here in Athens and Mars Hill, there was polytheism. There were many gods yes. right there. Yes. And Paul said, well, this is idolatry. This is polytheism. And someone else can say, well, I like monotheism, like, for example, uh, the Muslims have. Yeah. And the Muslims have Allah, they say, and, and only mm-hmm. Allah. That's monotheistic. But the Bible's saying, no, the Godhead is one God, but with three persons. And there's no other book like that anyway. No. Amen. And no. so this is a revelation. And the word Godhead is found three times in the Bible. It is. Yeah. And I don't have the verses right at my fingertips, but three times in the King James Bible, you'll find Godhead and God confirms it in the mouth of two or three witnesses, a matter shall be established. And that's how he put it. Yes. And I also yes. was going to say that um, in the last chapter, uh, let me see, I'm looking. Oh, yeah. In the very last chapter of the Bible, we see an example of the fact that God is three in one. In uh, Revelation chapter 22, up at the throne of God, it says, uh, verse 3, right near the end of the Bible, Revelation 22, 3, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. So it's mentioning the throne of God, that would be God the Father, and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants, doesn't say there, it says his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face and his name shall be in their foreheads. That's Revelation 22, 3 and 4 in the King James Bible. So it's a throne with both the Father and the Son. Yes. But it's saying you're going to see him. Yes. I and the Father are one, Jesus said. Amen. Yes, yes. And again, our, our minds, it is hard for the human mind to get it. I have had, you know, discussions with people who are of another persuasion. Like Paul said, look at all your religions here in Athens. Today we have the modern religions of Mormons. We have Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, another modern religion, it's a little older, Muslim that came in 600 AD. And when you talk with them, they'll say, I just don't see how God can be three in one or how Jesus and the Father can be the same. And I'll say, look, I I got to admit, my brain has trouble wrapping around that too. God wants to know, do I believe what he said? Not do I necessarily understand what he said. He says, I'm I'm revealing myself to you. It's only in my book. And that's what he's he's saying. You you had a thought or no? Well, God commanded all men everywhere to repent. Yes. And and it's back here. Listen to what he's saying over here is that, again, if you have not been seeking the Lord, if that's not been your focus... You know, and, and you've been living a, a life of sin and of not having God in your life. Repent on that. That's, you know. Well, well, I'm glad you say that because this is the first time that you see Paul mention repent. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he's been talking about preaching the gospel and that Christ rose from the dead and that he needed to suffer. But here he mentions repent. And a couple of Bible uh, facts about repent. Uh, number one, let me see, I had this written down. Number one. These are truths about repentance. It's not part of the gospel, number one. The gospel in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says, For Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and then he rose again the third day. He was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's the gospel message, right? Right. But the second thing is repentance is always preached where there's a particular sin that's mentioned in the context to be repented of. So what should be repented of here is the verse before, 
You were making gods of gold and silver right. graven by art and man's device. Yeah. Repent of that. Yeah, turn right. away from that. Now, later on, Paul will preach in the 20th chapter. We'll get there in a few weeks. I testified to everyone, whether it was Jew or Greek or Gentile, what you need to do is repentance toward God. You Amen. need to turn your life back to God. And then he says, and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, you turn to God the Father, and he says later on, well, Paul doesn't, but John says, this is the testimony that God hath written of his son. This is why the Bible is written. Uh, here it is. Uh, this is the witness of God. Uh, God testified of his son. This is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. This life is in his son. So when you turn to God, he's going to turn you to put your faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. That, that's, that's what he's going to, that's Amen. what he did with me. I remember, John, when you were searching mm -hmm. and you were like 40 and you were thinking and turning back to God, someone had given you the notion that maybe you should turn to Mary. And you were thinking that might be the way to get right, through this right, whole thing. Right. And then it was the reverse. I thought because from my my past teachings when I was younger, yeah. that that to get back to God, you had to go go through Mary and you had to go through all that. Yeah. The person that, that, that person straightened me out. <laughs> right. That person said, well, let me let me let me show you something in the Bible. But, and that's part of the superstition. People don't know that the way to God is through Jesus Christ. That's why he told them in the upper room, I am the, the way, way the truth, and life. I am the yeah. truth and the life. And there's yeah. one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Now, now what this is interesting because you were reading it here that, um, okay, verse 29, for as much then that we ought not to think that the Godhead is like some statue made of gold or silver made by men, uh, then he says in verse 30, and the times of this ignorance, God winked at. Now, it's been 4,000 years since uh, God made Adam in the garden. And like he said, he's the Lord of heaven. He made all things. He gave us breath and life. 4,000 years before the time Paul's talking, God gave Adam life. We're all of one blood. We're all children of Adam. And, and he says, you know, God winked at all this confusion and idolatry for 4,000 years, but now, end of verse 30, God is commanding all men everywhere to repent and turn back to the truth because God has appointed a day in which he's going to judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he ordained, whereof he's given assurance to all men, and that he raised him from the dead. He's talking about Jesus Christ. Right. And here's what he's saying. He's trying to say, look, for 4,000 years, you might have been confused because my son had not come yet. I had never allowed someone to live a sinless life, which only my son could do, to, to go about doing good and doing miracles like only my son could do, and then conquering Satan and death and sin at Calvary's cross and raising from the dead. But now that I did that, Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to judge everyone in, the, in the, you in the world, verse 31, against my son. Mm. See, you think that maybe you get up there one day and you read the newspaper like an Athenian and you hear about the horrible things those Hamas people are doing. You go, I'm not that bad. When I stand before God, he's going to say, you're better than a Hamas guy. You never threw a baby in boiling oil. You're all right with me. And he says, well, I'm, I'm not going to compare you to Hamas. I'm going to compare you to my son. Yeah. You're going to stand up against my son. We're going to measure your life against my son's. So when he says judge the world in righteousness, he's comparing 
your righteousness mm-hmm. to a son's righteousness. Yeah. We're going to measure you against your sons. Amen. Against Amen. the son. And, 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 and I'm, I'm, I winked at it before. I'm not winking anymore. Right. We're right. going both eyes wide open. And, he points- and I'm preaching this to you. And Paul's trying to tell these people, you better wake up. That's right. This um, is serious. It's and time, he had appointed time to a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness. Yeah. Folks, it's coming to a close. Now you say this is 2,000 years ago. Yeah. I mean, a, a day in heaven is a thousand years on earth. The Bible tells us that's a concept of time, but he's bringing this to a close right now. And with, with Jesus Christ, he's well, not going to wait. He's not going to wink. He's not waking anymore. 4,000 is the age of grace, right? Mike, it just, every man is going to get a chance to go ahead and search for God. Sure. Cause I want to even make it easier for you that my son and to prove to you that this is the way I raised him from the dead. It, and that's, that's when, it. that's when they all walked away and say, oh, you know, and again, but I mean, Buddha is still dead. Confucius is still dead. Right. Mohammed is still dead. Uh, I like the popes. The popes are dead. Uh, I like Mary. Mary is dead physically. I mean, she may be alive spiritually, but she didn't conquer sin at Calvary. Uh, someone buried her in Ephesus. Her That's body right. is still there. She has not risen from the dead. Uh, Jesus Christ is the only Savior. And God said, that's why we're reading the Acts of the Apostles. Jesus said, you're going to go out. You're going to be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Everyone's going to know about it. The, your calendars are going to be marked by my son. They're not marked by Mary or Buddha or Confucius. It's 2023, Anno Domini, you're the Lord. I, I, you all know about it. You know, it's, it's funny, Mike. We, we were talking on the phone yesterday. And um, even on the show, you, you always learn something. But you, you make a great point that you're going to be judged. Righteousness, that has to be Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We tend to, and reading Ezekiel was a 16. When God was saying that to Israel, you've justified your whore sister, Sodom and Gomorrah. Basically yeah. saying, you're so bad that you make them look good. Yeah. yeah that was- and, and we talked about, we talked about uh, what if there was a report card in heaven? Or, you know, what is it to get into heaven? Right? And you know that we'd be trying to justify ourselves. We'd, like you just said before, Mike, yep. I'm not like the people of Hamas. I don't do bad things That's like that. That's right. That's what we're doing. And, he's, and it's funny because we tend to want to fall into our sin and justify God to God, why my sin isn't as bad as the next guy. Mm-hmm. But that's brilliant. And you just open the light bulb, he, the light bulb for me where he says, it. no, no, I'm not going to judge you by that. No, 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 no. I, right. I may have done that yeah. for 4,000 years, yeah. but not anymore. Yeah. Now, yeah. now uh, the, standard is, the standard is Jesus Christ, my right. son. I don't know how bad you where do you rank in the righteousness? Oh boy, I got nobody to blame. I can't go. Well, well, I'm better than Mike. Well, what's, what's, <laughs> the, what's the Hollywood idea that they put in your mind? Like the old movie Heaven Can Wait, right? Yeah, right. You go up to the pearly gates and you're up on the clouds, right? And you're finding out whether or not you're able to get into heaven, right? right? right. But. No, the Bible is true. And the Bible says that he's going to judge the world in righteousness by that man, sure. meaning the man, Jesus Christ. And, and the thought that maybe you could uh, work your way to heaven, God says, that's superstition. I, I, I mean, that's what all these gods are about. That's oh, I'm right. okay with that God. I'm okay this way. I'm all right. God says, no, I winked at that. We're done now. I'm commanding everybody on the earth to repent. My son, the first thing you preach in the gospel of Mark is repent and believe the gospel. Turn from anything you're believing in and believe my gospel because I've appointed the day. I'm going to judge everybody by that. And I, and, and for the listener, it'll go on. Uh, the, the chapter goes, the, the book goes on. But for tonight, again, think about this. So God is going to judge you to his son, Jesus Christ. 
I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to come up short. You might, you're going to come up short. You're just not, you're just not going to make it. That's why when you find salvation through Christ, when you give your heart to Christ, all right, it, it, the Bible tells us we get his righteousness. Amen. Yes. We're able to claim his righteousness. Romans, so now, Romans 3. Right. So now when we look at our creator and he says, you know, what makes you think? Because I, I took the gift. Yeah. You, you allowed me to take the gift of, of, of Jesus's righteousness. I'm in Christ. Amen. And he doesn't see our sins. So just because we're going to come to an end soon. Yeah. And uh, Paul would write later on in Romans, he would say, if you'll believe on him, he will justify the ungodly and your faith will be counted for righteousness and God will impute the righteousness of Christ to you. Amen. What a deal. Amen. Amen. And and, and if somebody's considering, you know, that I I would like to get right with God. Yes. And I would like to get in on his righteousness and not trust my own. Yes. Then just simply ask. You know, just just pray, cry, Amen, cry out to God, pray Amen. to Him, ask Him to forgive your sins, and that He would cover you in the blood, Calvary's cross. You know, to, to wash away your sins. Amen. I so, believe the work. I believe what and, you did. And for start me. reading the Gospel of John. Amen. Start reading the Bible. Yep. God would say, "Don't be superstitious. Be saved." Amen. And you can do that through Jesus yeah. Christ. You've been listening to the program. Thank you again. Go to the website if you want to catch the old ones at graceandtruthchurch.org. And uh, catch us next week. We'll be here at 7 o'clock. And until we meet with you again next week, do like Jesus said. Search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Listen every weekend at this time for What is Truth? Only on WECK. 